Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. On today's episode, Joshua talks all about relationships. We have relationships with friends and family and mates and children and all these people are people at work and in the neighborhood. And there's reasons that these people exist in your life. They exist at a similar vibration to you. And so they come to reflect back how you think about yourself. Some people are great and you love them and you have fun with them. Some people give you a little bit of difficulty. Some people you wish weren't even there, but really they're there for a purpose and their purpose is to be a mirror to how you're seeing yourself. So if you can enhance your relationship with all these people, you raise your vibration and you also help raise theirs as well. So there's something going on there, this co-creative thing going on. They're not aware of what's going on, but when you can look at it from a higher perspective, then you service yourself and them as well. And this is what brings us all into this idea of oneness. So I think you'll really enjoy this episode. Please leave a comment. That'd be great. Leave a review. That really helps a lot. Uh, share with your friends, put it on Facebook, do whatever you can to share this content. And we'll see more and more people coming. The growth of this podcast over the last year, few years is directly related to all you sharing it and subscribing and leaving reviews and all that stuff. So I thank you for doing that. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye. We are thrilled to be here. You must admit that there are a lot of people in your lives, people that you grew up with, people that you became friends with, people that you work with, people in your neighborhood, people that you have difficulties with. There's a myriad of different people and every person in your life serves some purpose. It's not by random that they're in your life. It's because it's your vibration is matched to their vibration. If you have something stuck in your vibration that's a little bit of a wobble or a limiting belief, well, someone will come along to provoke you, to elicit that limiting belief within you, to, to bring it out of you. And of course, because you're so used to living this transactional approach to relationships where you say, I will accept you as long as you have this behavior that I can accept. I will love you as long as you love me first. I will say something nice to you if you say something nice to me first. This transactional approach, of course, is based in your limited perspective of who you are and who everyone else is. And we'd like to reiterate that every single person that you know is eternally connected to you. You've come down here and you so much wanted to be here so that you can play around with all those people that you know in the non-physical. And you, of course, have your role and they have their role and they have what they're here to explore, and you have what you're here to explore. And you're all on this journey from fear to love to discover who you truly are, but you get to do it with all other people. You get to do it with those people that you know. As you discover who you are, you discover who they are as well. In the non-physical, you know everything about them. You read their vibration. It is obvious to you what they've experienced, what they've gone through, how they've expanded in previous lifetimes, how you've interacted with them in previous lifetimes. It's all obvious. It's all on the table. There's nothing really to discuss whatsoever. So you come here and you play around and you have these ideas and you have things that you like and things you don't like, and you interact with other people. And all you're doing is bumping off your energy with their energy and, and interacting with them so that you can get to know yourself and them even better. Isn't it fun that you can have conversations here in physical reality? Isn't it fun you can bring forth new ideas, new concepts, inspired ideas, and bounce them off the people in your life? Isn't it fun how you can test your level of authenticity around the people in your life? 
Will they accept me if I tell them this about me? Do I need to keep secrets? What happens if I become too vulnerable? Will they leave me? Will they die or reject me or move away? Will I lose them in some form? And of course, from the non-physical perspective, that's not possible and you would never even consider that. But from the physical perspective, you have this idea of loss and rejection. And so you are constantly bumping up against this idea that you could lose love or you could be rejected, which i.e. is loss of love. This idea that you could lose love is based in your perception of yourself as a victim. I am not going to give myself fully to anyone else because there could be the potential that they would reject me fully or they would leave me or that they would love me back and then there would be some inevitable end to the relationship, which would cause me intense negative emotions. So I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to play it small. I'm not going to express my love freely to everyone. I'm going to be very cautious in this area of love. I'm going to tiptoe around it. I'm going to withhold love more than I express love because withholding love seems a lot safer from the perspective of the victim. From the perspective of the creator, you could not withhold your love. It would not be possible. You would not need anyone else to love you back. There would be no transaction in this relationship. It would all be a free flowing of love from source through you to them and everyone, everything else in your reality. It's all this bringing forth the flow of energy of love through you, through your physical being, through your words and actions and thoughts into your physical reality. The more love you express, the more joy you'll feel, except that there will be times when your limiting beliefs are triggered. And those times happen when others are uncomfortable in your presence because you're freely expressing love when they're not really ready for it. Maybe they're going through some difficult time and you're trying to encourage them and you're trying to tell them that they can do it and they just don't want to hear it. And so in those times, you might feel a bit rejected. In other times, when you're just being who you are and this triggers one of their limiting beliefs, they'll receive urges to control you and they'll say something or do something that will cause you to feel negative emotion because you will fear that rejection so much. You walk around this earth fearing rejection, fearing loss, and your senses are highly tuned to any potential for loss, any potential for rejection. So you're clearly looking at the faces of those you're interacting with to see if they accept you or reject you. If they accept you, you're flowing love. If they accept you, you believe that everything is good. If they accept you and think you're a wonderful person, think you're a great person, think everything's going well, then it's easy for you to flow love. Yet when something happens and their limiting belief is triggered and just a small sign of doubt appears in their, their face, just a wrinkle, just a, just a question in their eyes, you immediately assume that they're going to be rejecting you. And so you cut yourself off. You go back to that limited, inauthentic version of you. And you try to smooth things over or be something that they can accept. But of course, that's inauthentic. And so what most of you are doing is being very casual in your relationships with the people in your life. You're being very superficial in this. You're talking about the weather and sports and work and things like this that don't really mean anything. You're not going deeper as you would like to go. And there's this inner conflict with you because you really want to express your love. You are really here to express your love. It's your primary intention is to express your love. And when you express your love, every time you do it without needing the transaction to come back to you, without needing something from the other person, without needing an outcome that you have in your mind, when you express your love freely, 
you feel joy. You feel exhilaration. You feel exuberance. You feel the zest for life. When you are helping out a stranger or maybe giving some money to a homeless person or helping someone in the checkout line in front of you with a few dollars, you feel immense joy. When you are serving someone freely without needing anything back from them, you feel immense joy. And this joy is the feeling of love. As you move along your journey of self-discovery, we want you to notice those occasions when you feel joy, because this is what it's all about. This feeling of joy is the feeling of acceptance. It's the feeling of unconditional love. It's the feeling that things are going exactly as they should be going, that you're being authentic in the moment, and that everything is always turning out for you. Everything is always working out for you. There are no coincidences. There is no luck. Everything is always happening to bring you on your journey of self-discovery. Those experiences of joy point out the milestones in your journey. Every time you move past fear to do something you're inspired to do, you receive the feeling of joy. Every time you are of service to anyone, even though you have to go out on a limb to do it because you could be rejected, you'll feel joy. And you will notice by far and large, the outcome of all the wonderful things you do based in love, all the words you say based in love, and even all the thoughts you, you think based in love comes with the feeling of joy. Joy is associated with that love. And we're talking about intense, exhilarating joy, tears coming to your eyes, knowing that you do deeply love this person. You are connected. There is nothing that separates you. There is nothing that separates you from anyone you know. The only thing that could ever separate you is a limiting belief or a doubt about who they are, who you are. And we're talking about every single person you know, even the people that seem to be just casual acquaintances. Those people are connected to you eternally. And they could not be in your reality if they were not a vibrational match to you. There is something in their vibration. There's something in the core of who they are that has attracted them to you. You didn't just happen to meet your mate. You just didn't happen to give birth to that child. You just didn't happen to be born into that family. All of this is based in the vibration that exists with you in the non-physical and that you've brought here in physical reality. So there are no strangers in your life. There are no enemies in your life. There are no villains. There are no evil people. There are nothing but pure love in your life because you are connected, connected. You can't be separated. It's not possible. You are completely connected eternally to everyone you know. And you, when you return to the non-physical, you will be shocked at who everyone is. Oh, I thought you were just so-and-so, or I thought you were this person, or I thought you were that person, or I thought you were just a random stranger. Had I known who you were when I was living in physical reality, I would have behaved completely different. And in that different behavior, you would have experienced joy, joy after joy after joy. So we ask you to think about all the people who exist in your life now. Every single person that exists in your life. If they annoy you, it's just a limiting belief. If they are behaving in a way you think is inappropriate, it's just a limiting belief. If you can accept them unconditionally, support them unconditionally, and interact with them without any need for reciprocation, if you can just be who you are when you return to the non-physical, they will understand that you have reached this higher level of awareness. They will understand that you saw them, that you knew them, 
and that you are interacting with them on a higher vibrational level. When you raise your vibration in your perception of yourself and everyone in your life, you help them, you help lift them out of this illusion as well. You bring light into their lives. When you need not any transaction to make you feel something because you are well aware that you're the creator of your reality and you treat every single person with kindness, knowing that they are not aware of who they are, you bring light to their lives. And this will help them in ways you cannot imagine. With that, we'd like to talk to you about anything we'd like to talk about. Who would like to start? I have a I question. Like to start, Joshua. Isabel. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> wow, it's a lot of people today. <laughs> Hi, Joshua. So I have a question. Um, there's something that I quite don't understand. Um, so lately, I'm able to be more silence within you know um the inner internal dialogue i'm able to quiet it uh deeper and then and um, that you know in that um sensation of acceptance that everything is fine you know that it's just i i spew love how i feel it and and but in doing that um i found that in that state of inner silence there is this sound inside me and when I'm more in silence I, I feel it more intense that inner or that internal sound is more intense and I have never understand what is it but I remember when I was a little kid it was loud and I was scared of it um, but now I'm in, under I understand what is the correlation between feeling great and feeling in silence and that 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 sound, but I, I don't understand it. So I would like to have clarification about that. We'd like to bring you aware of the power of being calm, of calming your mind, of calming your self, of being in a state of neutrality. Now in the state of neutrality, you are in full alignment. You're not bummed out by something bad that happened, or you're not thinking, oh, this is a good thing that happened because it's going to lead to something I think I lack. Your emotions are steady and your perception of yourself is also steady. Your perspective is elevated and this allows you to be calm. So imagine that something that you might have thought was terrible happened a few years ago and how you sank into the stream of consciousness of fear and you received urges to change conditions and you felt negative emotion. Now that you look at a similar thing, you can be calm. You don't sink into that consciousness of fear. That consciousness of fear is the illusion. And it causes you to act upon that illusion, to investigate who you are not. Now, this is part of the system. Of course, you've investigated that version, that inauthentic version of you long enough. And so you are ready to move to a higher state of being. And so we say this higher state of being is positive emotion or joy. But what you consider joy or what you consider excitement or exhilaration is this high level feeling, this, ex this ecstatic kind of feeling. And that ecstatic feeling generally comes when you think something is going to help you get what you think you lack. Without maintaining a proper perspective, a neutral perspective, you will bounce from lows to highs, lows to highs, lows to highs, like a roller coaster. But the core of you, your inner self is simply calm because it's able to maintain its focus 
on your life and how good everything is and the reality of this reality. It knows that everything is working out. It knows what your pre-birth intentions are. It knows you're moving on this journey of self-discovery from fear to joy. It knows everything is working out perfectly. It knows all the people in your life are eternally linked to you and playing their roles perfectly. It knows everything is perfect. So it exists at the state of calm. Nothing can get it, your inner self, to shriek with excitement. Now, from your human perspective, I'd say that's a bad thing. But if you think about the occasions when you would be really excited, it's generally because something happens that you think is a good thing based on the desires you have birthed in lack. So, for instance, if you were to buy a lottery ticket and win the lottery, you would have an incredible rush of high emotions and excitement. But only because you think the money from the lottery is going to solve some problem in your life. You'll have... Security, you think, when you didn't have security before. You'll have freedom, you think, when you didn't have freedom before. You have abundance, you think, when you didn't have abundance before. But your inner self does not get excited. Why? Because your inner self knows that you were always free, always abundant, and always had everything you needed, all the security, everything that you needed. So your inner self stays at this calm frequency. Now, for you, that calm frequency is a tone or a sound. For others, it's a feeling. For others, it's serenity or vulnerability or acceptance. It's unique to you, but it's your guiding post. So this is one way that your inner self is guiding you along with your emotions. Now, so imagine that you've been perceiving yourself as a victim from this life and past lives and You've been feeling negative emotion when something goes wrong and feeling positive emotion when you think something's going right. So you're going bouncing back up and down, up and down, never calm. Your inner self is guiding you to this calmness. Of course, it's preferable to feel positive emotion. That's one form of guidance. You realize that the negative emotion is just based in limiting beliefs and you can process those limiting beliefs and you can see it from a new perspective. And so you're not dipping down as much and you're not engaging in fear consciousness which also coincidentally reduces the intensity of the positive emotions when you think something is going good based on your human desires. So you're getting a narrower range of emotions. Not as low, not as high, not as low, not as high. You're honing it in due to your perceptive abilities, not due to anything else. You've chosen this. You've learned this. You've practiced this. So you can be quiet, more quiet now. You don't feel the need to talk all the time when people are around. You don't feel the need to be active and busy just to be busy to stop that noise in your mind. And so now as you become calmer and rise to the vibration of your inner self, you start to hear the tone. Now, when you were a child, the tone was on all the time because you were naturally aligned with who you truly are. You then lost that a bit. And then you're getting glimpses of it and glimpses of it. And now it's coming more online. Just another form of guidance for you. If you were to raise your vibration even higher, the tone or the sound would become more clear. Maybe not always, but generally that tone is a frequency, a sound wave frequency. And if you can match that tone outside of your head, maybe with a musical instrument or looking at it online, You can use that as your guidepost to know when you're in alignment. And isn't that a wonderful tool or a wonderful practice? 
where you could say, okay, I'm not hearing the tone anymore. I must be overly excited or something must be bumming me out. If I come back into peace and tranquility and ease, oh, I start to hear the tone. How long can I hear that tone for or that sound for? Oh, okay. It's gone. I don't even notice it. I had it in my head, but something must have distracted me. Oh, it must have been some thought of resistance or some thought based in a human-based desire, something that is not true, some part of this illusion. When I'm focused on the reality in acceptance and neutrality, knowing that I have everything I need, I don't need to do anything, I don't need to say anything, I don't need to be anything other than I am, I hear the sound. And as I progress in this neutral state of calmness, it gets clearer and more easily recognizable. And there is nothing to fear in this. This is something that you chose to bring in with you. This is something that you knew that you would pay attention to and that it would guide you and guide you and guide you. As you got closer to that vibrational frequency of who you truly are, the authentic self, you wouldn't need to say anything that didn't need to be said. You wouldn't need to do anything that didn't need to be done. You would simply exist in a state of being receptive to all the inspiration you'll ever need. Yeah, and that's how I feel. And now I'm, I'm learning to be able to hear where I'm talking with people like you were talking and I can hear it. And, and thank you because your words kind of make me understand more that feeling and calmness and feeling as whole and acceptance and neutrality. And you're right, I feel like there is no that much need of talking. It's, it's just so peaceful and so much in the feeling. There is so much in the perceiving everything uh, in, you know, in a unity and as a whole that, um, that sometimes just take my breath like, wow, this is a lot. And I feel my body alive, which I never felt before. It's, it's, it's a living thing inside me. And that's a beautiful feeling but it's always associated with that sound so yeah thank you for so that. imagine that you're with another person and you're having a conversation and you hear the sound that means that you're able to accept this person in the moment no matter what they're saying whether they're complaining or having fun or whatever they're doing you're able to accept them sometimes you'll hear the sound sometimes you can't accept them and won't hear the sound if with practice, you'll be able to hear the sound and be calm and neutral and in acceptance to everyone in your presence, everyone, even if they mean something to you, like a mate or a child, you can be calm in that presence. Now, let's just say in the presence of your child, you're happy when she's happy. That's based in a, in a belief that as long as she's feeling good, you'll feel good. Of course, that's perception of the victim, too. So even though you're feeling good, you're still perceiving yourself as a victim because your feeling good is determined, determined by her, her feeling good. And if she's feeling honorary, then you'll want to change her state of being because you'll be taken at, and you'll notice that you won't hear the sound. If you could accept her, whether she's feeling good or bad, whether she's doing something you want her to do or not, whether she's loving you or being a little bratty, if you can accept her and then hear that sound, you'll know where you are. If you can accept that sound or accept her and, and then receive that sound, you'll also start to hear her sound. Oh. She'll have a sound as well. 
her sound and your sound will be two different frequencies. You can bring those two, two sounds into harmony when you align perfectly with who she actually is, who she truly is, which means you take off the filtered glasses that perceive this reality as meaningful. You remove the fear and you see the authentic being that she is. All you are doing is listening for the tone or the sound or the frequency. To do that, you cannot care what happens. You cannot have any outcomes in mind. You cannot have any judgments. You cannot have any need for her to be different than she is or for you to be different than you are. You have to be in full acceptance. It doesn't matter if she's in acceptance for you, of you or not, because the next level of this is hearing the tones in the other people. Hmm. Now, if you could hear the tone in the other people, and, and this may be easier when someone's sleeping or when they're meditating and you're focused on this, you can raise that vibration of them. Now, that's not going to change anything. It's just going to bring them up a little bit, not to change them or correct them or make them better in any way, just to elevate them just so that they can be at a little bit higher vibration to receive thoughts that are for them. Inspiration that is for them. Confidence that's there for them. This is a healing practice as well. And the power of your focused ability to remain neutral in relationship to another person is an ability that all of you have, as long as you can quiet that mind and become neutral. So what you're saying is that everyone has their sound and that sound is kind of related to the consciousness of the person. It's kind of like the sound of the consciousness or. Which is the sound of their vibration. Wow. Okay. Wow. Because the consciousness that. of the person is their vibration. There might be someone with a higher tone or a lower tone and you won't know what you will assume the higher tones mean they're vibration is higher in the lower tones, but that, that is not true. It's the relationship between your sound and their sound. Since your sound is relative to your neutrality in the moment, your concentration, your focus, your perception of yourself, your perception of your reality, your high vibrational perception of all of this, mm -hmm. you can't hear that sound if you're not existing in a high vibration. It's not mm -hmm. possible. Exactly. Yeah. Now, they can't hear their sound, but you'll be able to, with practice, hear their sound. And it'll be a slightly off from your sound. So if you can, and it will sound off too, it will, it will sound more noisy. You can then concentrate and bring that into harmony with your vibration. This establishes a strong connection between you and the other person. They will benefit from your vibration. And you will not be sucked down into their vibration in any way because you are in this solid state, not solid, this, this steady state of focus. Hmm. You'd have to be very focused to be able to hear your sound and extremely focused to be able to hear their sound and then maintain that focus to, to play around with the different harmonies within the two sounds. Now, there's two of you doing this. You can hear each other's sounds. You can play around with the sounds. You can come in frequency. And then the two of you can hear sounds of a third person or a fourth person. 
you could bring those up. And then those frequencies, which would make incredible harmonies, singing like angels, you could, the four of you could then do eight people. The eight of you could do 16. The 16 of you could do more and more and more and more and more, cascading out into this. And so with just a few of you, you would have tremendous ability to, to help those at lower frequencies rise a bit. And if you were able to elevate someone's frequency, say 5%, well, if their frequency was only at 5%, you would double the amount of pure love-based thoughts that could come to them. They may not accept those thoughts. They may not listen to those thoughts, but they might. And if they do, they would be aware of something they were not aware of before. You could also do this to heal someone, but you could, you could only do that healing from a perspective that the issue was perfect for them. They had some chronic ailment. They're complaining about it. They're wishing it was not there because they're perceiving themselves as a victim. You see it as the perfect thing for them. You see them as ready to move forward vibrationally. And you heal them, we will say, not so much by intending that that condition is removed, but by elevating their own vibration so they will have access to thoughts and ideas and actions that will lead them out of that condition into a better place. This is the power of neutrality, and you are arriving at neutrality. And and, and this is also what we have heard before of the power of influence? We will say that mainly the power of influence is your ability to stay calm, aligned, and focused when others would not be able to do that. If you have a situation and people are noticing it and and they think something bad happened to you and they're looking at it from a victim and you don't dip down into their frequency or consciousness of fear or act on urges to change the conditions, but instead express love That's the power of influence. Influence would be someone watching you behave differently than anyone else would behave. Someone watching you existing in a state of alignment, someone being inspired to do what you're doing because you are an example of alignment. You're an example of light and love. And they, something in them switches on and wants to know what you know. If you see them as having a problem and you offer them unsolicited advice, you're just trying to change their condition. There's no influence there. So the influence has to come from a pure state of alignment and love and neutrality in calmness and seeing their situation as perfect for them. And also these also came and I guess that makes sense, uh, applies to myself, you know, like when I'm not in alignment, I can be the healer or attracting myself again back to alignment right because it's, it's just um we are out and in out and in so basically my question are two so one is like i this is for me to help me as a guidance to go back and maintain alignment and also i guess i didn't think about that i can use that to heal my body when i think there is something that probably is out of alignment in my body out of alignment right? so something going is going on in your body This is due to some resistance. Mm -hmm. It's not wrong or bad. It's just bringing this awareness to you. And then you can go in and you can adjust your resistance and heal yourself completely. You can change your DNA. You can change past 
patterns of family history. You can change, but if you try to change something you think is wrong, Mm -hmm. then you'll be creating out of fear. So you have to be in a state of acceptance, in alignment, hearing the sound, noticing that you're calm and relaxed and that you're neutral, noticing that whatever the ailment is, doesn't matter. It's just there to Mm -hmm. provide you insight into some Mm -hmm. limitation that you're existing in. And then you can say, I have no fear about this issue. I understand that it's based in past emotional trauma, past Mm -hmm. limiting beliefs, past associations with my outside reality that was not true, past hurt and pain, past rejection and loss, all these things that I know now are not true, but I didn't know that then. So I'm going to realize that this was the, this, containment of resistance within my body. And it's now bubbling up to the surface, making me aware of it. So I can go into meditation, think about what this, what the source of this ailment or condition was, and then ask for guidance, ask for support, ask for inspiration, ask for words and feelings that will assist you in the alteration of the chemistry of your body so that it can become more aligned with who you are. Because as you become aligned, as you become connected to your inner self, as you become perceiving yourself from the higher perspective, all the past trauma will be released in some form. It can be released through crying. It can be released through conscious awareness and forgiveness, gratitude, and it can be released through some condition coming up in your body that can be healed by a doctor, for instance, or that could be remedied by some practitioner of some sort, whatever it is, you'll receive the inspiration, but only from that place of acceptance. So that's why I just remember that um, sometimes when I relax and I'm just sitting and enjoying being in silence in the sound, sometimes I feel like this, I think the most closest way to explain it is like electricity, like going to, 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 to my body. And it just, it's inside and it's just, and then it comes and goes and then, and then, and I was, I'm always like, oh, this is interesting. But I, I but I just, just you mentioning, then I just remember about it. The associated okay. feelings like that, feeling tingles, feeling hairs in the back of your neck stick up goosebumps, all those physical feelings that are aligned with love are indications of this release of resistance, including crying. Wonderful question. Awesome. Thank you. Can I go, Joshua? Absolutely. And we will go as long as you want to go. As long as this group wants to go, we can go. (laughs) Well, that was this. My question is so very closely related to that. And I first need to just share an experience I've been having for the last two months, which is, um, vibrating within uh, the the most harmonious chord with two young ladies I've never met before across the ocean uh, via a friend here stateside um, um, through WhatsApp, through technology that has been the deliberate creation of a new heart for one of them. She just had her transplant a week ago and she's doing tremendously. And, um, and then for her sister was put into a different 
healing crisis from the stress of it all. She um, was nine weeks pregnant and she lost the baby before the heart transplant. And she's had a bit of a, of a breakdown, breakthrough. And she's where she needs to be now. But I, I actually wound up being with her about a week ago, Wednesday. She, was, she had run away and she was in the woods, <laughs> but she only answered my call and she had pills with her and alcohol with her. And just what you're saying about maintaining calm focus, I just knew exactly what to say without attachment. It was really, it's just been the most tremendous growth experience. I can hardly describe it. Um, but my question is about vibrational alignment. Um, so I have an understanding of vibration, the vibration of all things and the vibration that I offer. And I have an understanding of alignment, you know, as I become more aware of it and practice it. But when it comes to, when it comes to, to, <laughs> I guess, not trying to game the system, attracting things to you. Like if everything is expanding, if everything is expanding, isn't, aren't all vibrations constantly changing too? So sometimes you use the example of like an apple <laughs> and I'm, I'm not even sure what I'm asking and, okay, and well, how these let's start women with the became vibration vibrationally aligned of, to me. Let's start with the, your vibration as you existed in the non-physical prior to this incarnation as jet. Yes. Pure positive expression of every fiber of experience that you've ever gone through, knowing fully who you are, knowing fully how the system works, knowing fully that you are love and that you come for this new experience to expand that feeling, those vibrations, those ideas to another level. You exist in the non-physical, you know what you know. You are what you are. The only way to become more is to expand through physical experiences. Mm -hmm. So you certainly wanted to be here and you certainly set up your intentions for this life and you certainly want to expand exponentially. So imagine you've had a thousand lives and from the first life as a single-celled amoeba, you had this experience and you expanded a little bit, and then you expanded a little bit more, and a little bit more, and then you became a human, but living in a little village, not really knowing anyone, not exploring the outside, staying within about five miles of where you were born your entire life, having these basic experience of human existence 10,000 years ago. And then the next life was a little bit more of that, but it was expansive. And the next life was a even a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. You grew wiser with each one. You grew, you had better understanding of what love is, what fear is, what limitation is, what limitlessness is. You expanded this awareness of all of these ideas. And when you returned to non-physical, you gained the benefit of that expansion. And here you are, even more, bigger, expressive, knowing. And then you come and do it again and do it again. Then you get to a point where you understand as a human, the vibration you're offering. Mm -hmm. That is the vibration of love, 
with the intention of expansion. The intention is to expand through experiences based in love and joy. Of course, if you're milling about, acting on urges to change conditions, exploring the inauthentic version of you, you're expanding, but not in joy. And you're expanding at not a very rapid rate. When you come to this new conclusion about who you are and what vibration is, then you begin to offer in physical reality, a similar vibration to the vibration you are simultaneously offering in the Mm non-physical. You are harmonizing with that vibration. When you're seeing yourself as the creator, that everything's working out for you, that everything is good, that everything's perfect, there is no wrong anywhere in the universe. You start to elevate your human vibration, which is held down by resistance and fear and limiting beliefs. You let those go. You process your limiting beliefs. You don't fear what you used to fear. You come closer and closer and start harmonizing with the pure vibration that is held by your inner self. So your emotions are letting you know if you're harmonizing to those, to the vibration of your inner self or not. If you feel negative emotion, if you're perceiving something's bad or wrong, you're not, you're resisting that harmonization. You're off key. It's Mm -hmm. noise. It doesn't feel good. Nothing works. It's all effort and struggle. When you realize who you truly are, that everything's working out, that, that there is no wrong, even this person who is contemplating suicide, and you, you are well mm-hmm. aware that all death is suicide, so she's just taking <laughs> it into her own hands, no big deal. You center yourself with this power of the vibration that is actually you, the non-physical mm-hmm. you. You maintain that power. So your power in the non-physical is so great that you can literally have me do anything, create any scenario, and even be born into this reality. To be born in this reality means you have a power that is beyond words, beyond measure. So you align with this power and you're calm. And in that calm state, you receive every word you need to say, every Mm -hmm. idea. You never say, oh my God, don't do that. Your mother's going to be upset or your Family's going to be crying. You don't guilt the person into staying alive, which is what everyone else would do because they would drop into the consciousness of fear and they would say, you can't do this. Who do you think you are? Blah, 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 blah. Because they would be feeling fear themselves. Mm-hmm. No power in that. In this, in this gen vibration, the human vibration that is seeing above the noise based in fear in this reality and realizing the power that you truly have by this connection to your inner self, In this calm, neutral state, without attachment to the outcome, you're focused, you're clear, you're receptive, and you become a conduit of source flowing through you. Sure, it's Jen in there. Sure, it's your voice. Sure, it's words you might use. It's English language, but it's source flowing through you in an Mm -hmm. expression of love and acceptance. If you Mm -hmm. kill yourself, fine, doesn't matter. If you want to live, you can, I will be there to support you. Whatever it is that you said is the most powerful thing that could be said. Now, of course, if the other person takes it, they're receptive to that. There's some something that they're holding onto, some kind of connection that you're reaching, some kind of inspiration they're getting as well. Mm-hmm. You can't lift those out of fear that don't wanna be lifted out of fear. You can't 
cause a victim to perceive themselves as a creator just by words that you say, but you can give them the access to a new stream of thought that they hadn't received access to before. So imagine that there's a bottle and the bottle's sealed tightly and there's no air getting into the bottle and you're able to twist off the top. You're not changing anything. You're just opening up access to air. Mm-hmm. And now the bottle can flow it out or bring it in or do whatever it wants to do that it had no idea that there was a way for the liquid to get out of the bottle. Mm-hmm. What you've done through your expression of love through your power of focused neutrality in that moment is release the cap that will now allow a bit of source to flow through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you cannot <laughs> imagine how incredibly powerful that is. I'm starting to. <laughs> Excellent. Wonderful question. Who's next? Um, Joshua, this is Tammy. I would like to ask you something about, um, I would like for you to talk about telepathy because I'm noticing people are telling me things, but they're just not really being truthful. But sometimes I hear their thoughts and uh, a little bit about healing gifts because, you know, I I've been doing energy healing and I use sound healings and people, you know, they resonate with it, but um, I just wondered what Joshua had to say about it. Well, let's take the idea of being able to read people's minds. When most humans think about telepathy, they believe I can go in that mind and I can bring out all their secrets. I can dig around in there and I can discover anything I want to discover. I can completely know, completely get what I want out of them. Obviously that is an idea that's based in fear, lack and limitation. What's really happening is it's a natural process. It's you raise your vibration. Those, you're, you have access to that thought wave of them, just like you have the access to the thought wave of source consciousness and in your inner self. This is no different. If you're focused on them and in a state of neutrality, not needing them to be different, not judging them, not thinking they're right or wrong, not worrying that they're lying to you or anything. You can, and you should, and it's natural to receive their thoughts, but it can only be done from a high vibrational state. So those of you who are reaching these higher vibrational states have more access to the stream of consciousness of other people as long as you are neutral. If you are attached to that person and you think that you need to read their minds so that you can help them in some way, it will not work. From a neutral state where all your power is, you just tap into that stream of consciousness of their thought waves, and you receive the thoughts that they are thinking now. If you think about it, it's the most natural thing in the world. Why do you have to use words? Why do you have to say things? Why do you have to speak a certain language? Wouldn't it make sense that you can communicate through a vibrational frequency based in love. Now that vibrational frequency based in love just means that you are accepting of them. You are neutral and you have come to this calm state where their flow of thought, the same flow of thought that they're receiving based on their vibration, you're also receiving. You see? Now they will not be able to receive your flow of thought because they don't even know they're receiving their flow of thought. They just think their brain's manufacturing thoughts. They have no contemplation and everything, but you can be able to tune out the noise in their thoughts 
to get their clear thoughts. This takes practice and focus. There's nothing wrong with speaking to someone, but wouldn't it be nice to look at someone who's in this grocery store, looking at vegetables and connect to them on such a way that you can receive the thoughts they're thinking. Now, Gary would like to do this at the poker table, but of course that's based in fear and limiting beliefs. It's based in him wanting to gain an edge. If he could use it to win poker games, then he could say, oh, this stuff does really does work. But of course, that's not calm connection. That's not true connection. That's not based in love. That's based in lack of limitation and perception of himself as a victim. So you can't have any attachment to this ability to receive the same stream of thought that someone else is receiving. That's all you're doing. Now, they may not even receive that thought. You can. And so this is what causes a lot of people confusion. Did you just think about X, Y, and Z? And they'll be no or yes. Sometimes they'll receive the thought or not based in their limiting beliefs or their distraction or their concentration or their focus or whatever it is. But if you're in a state of focus, you can receive their thoughts. Now, wouldn't it be interesting to notice the kind of thoughts that are coming to certain people? How about the inspiration that's coming to people? Isn't it interesting that the inspiration is coming to people directly from their inner self or from source itself? They're usually not aware of it. In fact, it's one of the things that's most interesting about humans is they can't remember the inspiration they received the day before. So much of that inspiration is being blocked by their lack of focus or their limiting beliefs or their belief that they can't do certain things, but it can come through you. And it often does come through you. And inspiration that's for you that you can't get often comes from other people. Everything in the bootcamp is inspiration. Everything in sensory experience is inspiration. You can't get that inspiration, but you could. You just find it easier to get it through us. When you connect clearly to your inner self, you can receive all the inspiration for you, all the inspiration for everyone else, all the best ideas in the world, all the funnest things to do, all the solutions to every issue. You can receive it all if you get to that state of being and have this desire for it. So it's completely natural. There is a rule in place. You cannot create in the reality of others. So it seems as if healing can't really work because how can I touch someone or give energy to someone and change their reality? So just think about this. You could not do that. You would never be inspired to do that. There are people you will never want to heal. You only want to heal the people you're inspired to heal. Where does that inspiration come from? It comes from them. They're asking for it. They can't verbalize it. They don't know how to arrange this healing. It's in their vibration. It's in their desire. They have some desire to feel better. And that desire then goes out into the universe through the law of attraction, finds you and puts you in proximity to them because your vibration as the healer matches their vibration as the one desiring healing. And so all you're doing is flowing love energy through them in a way that they could not do themselves. You're opening up their belief systems, you're expressing love, and they're accepting whatever you are doing. They'll heal based on their level of acceptance. Sometimes if it's a small minor issue, they'll heal instantly. Sometimes if they've been really wanting something and they really believe it, they'll heal. They, it's their ability co-created with your expression 
of energy that will allow their body to remove the unnecessary baggage or condition. And so it's possible for all of you to heal, heal yourself, heal others, if this is what you desire. It's natural. Without the conditioning of the society, you would all be each other's healers. It would be the most natural thing in the world. Without the conditioning of the society, you would all be communicating telepathically. You are communicating telepathically now. You just don't believe you are. Yes. Well, no, I believe I am. I, and the, We're saying the, to all of you, you're all tele, communicating telepathically. Okay. Most of you, you say, oh, nonverbal communication is 90%. Yeah, it's telepathic communication. It's vibrational communication. It's empathic abilities. It's certainly reading that person's face and connecting to them, but more of it is telepathic than you can imagine. And it's moving more in that direction day by day. Okay. Who's yeah. next? I have a follow-up for that. I've been wondering about um, healing people and us having to ask their permission if they accept healing or not. So like Reiki training teaches you to ask them if they can. And then also like if, if they accept it, number one is the question, do I have so to do are, that? Are you running around giving Reiki to all kinds of people, strangers? No. <laughs> are you holding them down going, I'm holding you down. Can I give you Reiki? Aren't the people coming to you? Is there oh, no. any possible way where you could be in in the proximity of another person who doesn't want what you're inspired to give? I guess not. Right. So they my can friend, only come to you if just, the Reiki would be of any benefit to them. Okay. You'd okay. be inspired to say, hey, how do you feel? They'd be inspired to say, oh, I have this little issue over here. You'd be inspired to say, have you ever heard of Reiki? They'd be saying, no, I haven't heard of it. Tell me more about it. You tell them about it and they would say, oh, that's interesting. Let's give it a try. You don't have to have them sign paperwork. You don't have to have them expressly ask for it. All that asking is done through the vibration. The proof that they're asking for it is that you're having the conversation, that you're inspired to say something and they're inspired to say something. That's the only if, proof that you need. What if I he, he didn't ask for it? He's just, a, I think his inner being is asking me for it. So are you saying that you have the idea to heal someone but you don't know where that idea came from. Yeah. It was like a distance healing thing that I'm learning. It's just coming to me like a download. And okay, I so have is the download coming to you from fear or love? Love. So how could it come to you if he wasn't asking? Okay. I see what you're saying. So now, it is his. Asking. Let's clarify this. If his wife called you and said, <laughs> Oh my God, he's going through some shit right now. You better do your Reiki magic on him. <laughs> through the airwaves, that's not appropriate. No, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but you have the inspiration. You do your part. He, his vibration accepts what he accepts. You don't have to worry about it. Okay, thank you. Excellent. Thanks so much. Cool. Kim, you go first, then we'll do Autumn. Okay, thank you, Joshua. Um, well, you know, I just reading yesterday, um, the Ascension Experience email from you yesterday, um, I sort of got a little bit of an answer because I think I was confused about um, acceptance and neutrality, love and neutrality. I was thinking that when you're neutral, I was sort of associating it with your mood, but, or like, yeah, I guess your mood, but you can still, you're feeling good, 
but you're not judgment judging people in a sense. That's what the neutrality is. There was a few lines that really threw me off. <laughs> Excellent. The last line was love equals acceptance equals neutrality. Mm-hmm. Duality would be some things are good, some things are bad. I have to judge this as good. But when you judge it as good, you are judging it based in something, based in some belief. I think it's good because it makes me feel safe. Well, if you're already secure, then that thing cannot make you feel anything. In fact, nothing in your condition can make you. So why do you think it's good? Oh, if I have this money, then I will feel free or abundant or secure in some form. So you're saying that the money can make you feel something. And that's your excuse for feeling good. Well, that's certainly better than feeling bad. Yet it is not true because nothing outside of you can make you feel anything. You're choosing to feel good as a result of this winning the lottery. But you don't know what's going to happen with the lottery. You could end up getting in a lawsuit or getting an IRS audit or losing friendships or having people jealous of you or all these things that you don't want are coming because you got this thing. You think it's a good thing, but you have no idea. A state of neutrality means that everything is perfect now. I don't need anything more. I don't really want anything else because everything I want is based in lack. In this perception of anything I lack, I can't be neutral. I'm always seeking this thing that's going to make me feel like I'm not feeling lack, going to solve this problem of lack or limitation or ill health or loneliness or whatever it is. So it's this perception of yourself that outside conditions make you feel something. Therefore, you have to be a certain way to get what you lack, which is inauthentic. And you have to do certain things that you don't want to do to get what you think you lack, which is effort and struggle and not joy. And so you're never neutral. You're always assessing what's happening. That's good. That's bad. That's good. That's bad. Duality. There's no power in that because you're distracted from who you are. So love is acceptance. Acceptance means that you're accepting everything as it is now. You're not settling for it. You're accepting it. I created this reality based on vibration I've been offering and I'm offering right now. This reality is how I see myself. I have resistance over here and acceptance over here. The resistance, okay, based on limiting beliefs, based on my perception of myself as a victim, I'm going to process those areas by looking at the limiting beliefs by noticing the manifestation events. But while I'm doing this, I'm not going to act on urges to change the conditions. I'm not going to spend too much time in fear. In fact, what I'm going to do is look at that subject from a higher perspective and get back into alignment. Love equals acceptance, but acceptance is neutrality. I don't know if that's good for you. I don't know if it's bad for you. You want to quit school at 16 and become a video game? player? Excellent. You want to go to school for till you're 35 and live at home? Excellent. I am accepting what is happening. I'm neutral to it. I'm not judging it. Now, my limiting beliefs are going to make me judge things all the time. And my beneficial beliefs are even going to make me judge things. But I'm going to come back to this idea of neutrality because neutrality is where I maintain my alignment. So you think, okay, well, I want to be in joy, which you equate equate to ecstasy. Sure, certainly you'll have these feelings of love and connection and excitement, exhilaration and and joy and ecstasy. But joy is this 
solid or dependable or consistent state of neutrality. It's feeling ease, feeling because light. You know what the, the I think the con, uh, confusion was the feeling of neutrality to me feels like, like a straight line, like. We've often used feel- that illustration of the emotional horizon line. Mm-hmm. Anything below that horizon line is, is based in fear and anything above is based in love. So you would think that as you raise your vibration, you're going to be feeling the highest emotion of joy, which is ecstasy. But if you were just content, which you're equating to neutrality, you sort of imagine it down near that emotional horizon line. That emotional horizon line is the highest vibration, that dependable state of ease and joy. So joy is everything above. Joy is exhilaration, joy is interest, joy is curiosity, joy is passion, joy is listening to music and being contemplative. Those are all positive emotions and equate to joy. Neutrality is saying that nothing outside me can make me feel anything. So I'm going to choose how I feel. You can choose from that state, however you want to feel. Not because the outside conditions are influencing your choice, okay. but because you now are choosing to feel how you feel unconditional or, or not correlated to how the outside conditions are going. Mm-hmm. You're choosing to feel calm. You're choosing to feel relaxed. You're choosing to feel interested. You're choosing to feel love for others. You're choosing to feel appreciation and gratitude. You're choosing to feel special, powerful, abundant, free, interested, excited, exhilarated, ecstatic. But start down with calm and go from there. Okay. All right. I had, yeah, that, that cleared it right up for me. Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> Autumn. Yes. I was going to filter this question, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to go back to relationships. Um, Oh, the hell with it. I'll just say it. So my husband and I, we, we from your perspective, the relationship that you have with your husband is, is we are in conflict quite a lot. And when I have asked my inner self and we've been together for 12 years (laughs) in this lifetime, for, yeah, for an eternity, but 12 years in this incarnation for both of us. So a blink um, of an eye. Correct. And and I know that. And when I ask my inner self what is going on, it's very clear to me that when we met in our lives, we approached the relationship both from very transactional ways, which is how a lot of humans come into a relationship in the beginning without that awareness. And I, I have that. But lately, I have been kicking around like, is it that our eternal like the contract the, is complete. Like what is happening? Because I have been trying to dig through my limiting beliefs to look at my perception of him and it's not shifting, but it is reaching just a point where it's becoming slightly untenable for both of us. And there's good intention there, but I'm, I don't know. It, it's, I, it feels like an unsolvable riddle right now. Good. And I'm really trying to look at it from, the eternal self, the higher perspective without the attachment 
that, you know, oh, well, if it doesn't last until you're both in your nineties, that it's a, a big failure, you know, um, and just go, whatever is best, I will accept. So but what, it isn't clear. What would me. you like? I don't know. I want, I want there to be peace and joy. And we have those, those moments of it where I feel like we're both in alignment and seeing each other from the higher perspective. And it feels so great. Excellent. And so you then, want, you want harmony, peace, contentment, boring, boring, boring. <laughs> How long would you last if you were just sitting there wrapped in each other's arms by the fire, looking into each other's eyes and just feeling content? A weekend. <laughs> A weekend is very long. Most people couldn't go five minutes. Um, no, I, we want, I want adventure. And that's kind of how, you know, we, we started. We're two very adventurous, passionate people and our energies come together so and you they're like adventure times as long as it's safe. Mm, okay. I'll accept that. <laughs> so describe the relationship that wouldn't trigger any of your limiting beliefs. There isn't one because I, I came to have a human experience. So well, that would be the ideal. You would say if it was just like this, 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 and this, no conflict, no quarrels, no worry about money, no disagreement on how to raise the kid, everyone doing well in their career, then I would feel like this is the best relationship in the world. I'd be totally in appreciation and gratitude for this relationship. I'd be able to exi exhibit love, express love constantly. I'd be so happy. I'd be flying high. But that's not what you want because you'll have that in the non-physical. You'll be Correct. totally connected. You'll be totally aware of who each other is. You'll be completely in awe of each other. You'll have no doubts about yourself. You'll know that your love, that he's love, you'll be surrounded by love. That's all it is. So you come here to play this game. You come here to sift and sort and interact and just to see, can you hold your focus on the good and the love and the joy in those moments that you have, even in the present moment, it's not looking so good. Can you, can you maintain alignment when your limiting belief is triggered or are you acting on urges to change yourself or him or the conditions? Can you practice a little bit more kindness, a little bit more acceptance? Can you realize that every single time you get triggered, it's because this relationship is important to you and you have an attachment to the outcome. It is there. And so you're, you're just used to sinking into lower emotional states of being because you're so sensitive and you're used to acting on urges to control things because that's what you were programmed to do. This is what the entire society is. Of course, you have to say this and that and speak up and stand up for yourself and protect yourself and build boundaries and all these things. It would be insane not to based in the programming that you received throughout your entire life. That's the culture that you're born into. This is the propaganda that you've been given your entire life. You believe it. If you lived in Russia, you might believe things about America. If you believed in North Korea, you would have beliefs about the Western world. If you were raised in a Muslim country, you would have certain beliefs about Christianity. You have these beliefs 
And when those beliefs get activated, because some event happens outside of you, it's, it's normal for you to dip into lower emotional states of being and act on urges to change the conditions. If you're holding on to an ideal, which is a Western ideal generally, of what's good and right and acceptable and how things should be, everyone should have money, everyone should live in a house, everyone should be married forever, everyone should, should do all these things, play golf, go on trips, have nice furniture, eat good food, go to restaurants, all these things. This ideal is propaganda too. What you want is to discover who he is. What you want is to discover who you are. What you want is to come out of this illusion that you've been bombarded with your entire life, that this is how things should be. If he loved you, he'd be like this. If he cared about you, he'd say these things. If you were worthy of his love, you would be doing these things. If he says, I love you, then you'll say, I love you back. This transactional approach, it's, it's normal and natural to, to want these things, but all that wanting is based in the illusion that you've been fed your entire life. So now we say, come to a different perspective. What do you want? You want harmony. Excellent. Could there be any conflict in the reality of one who exists in harmony? Not possible. How could there be conflict? Only because you have a limiting belief that gets triggered. He says something or does something or looks at you in a certain way because you're attached to some outcome that you're not even aware of. Some limiting belief gets triggered and you initiate the conflict or vice versa. You do something that triggers his limiting belief and he initiates the conflict and then it triggers your limiting belief and so this escalates the tension and the arguments and the fighting and the, and the malaise in the relationship. And then you come to this conclusion based in fear that why not just end it? This isn't working out. It's not working out because the parties involved are perceiving that the other person in the relationship should be different than they are if they are to get what they want, this ideal. So it's natural. It's normal. Now you can go ahead and break up and try this with someone else, but guess what? You'd be doing the exact same thing here. He has given you the opportunity for you to rise above the illusion, to practice a new approach to life, a new approach to relationships, to say from this one position of neutrality, I need nothing, nothing from him, nothing from anyone else. All I am here for is to express my love unconditionally. Sure, I've been expressing love before, but it was conditional. If he was nice, if he was good, if he was not honorary, I'd be expressing my love. It's easy to say I love you. It's easy to say what do you want to do tonight? It's easy to go with the flow. It's easy to be in a good mood when your limiting beliefs are not being triggered and he's behaving in a way that doesn't trigger your limiting beliefs. That's conditional love. If you want to practice unconditional love, you will change your interpretation of his behavior because we promise you that no one outside of you is doing anything wrong. You're just having limiting beliefs being triggered. That's all that's happening. No one outside you is ever doing anything wrong. They're doing what they agreed to do for you. So you could come out of this fog, this illusion, this propaganda 
and live life the way you want to live it, which is choosing how to perceive yourself within your reality. I perceive myself as worthy, enough, complete, perfect as I am, full of abundance, full of freedom, limitless in every way, magnificent, and as the creator of this reality, which means I created this relationship. I created my version of my mate. I created all these conditions for what? So I could live in joy and ease and relax and not worry about anything? No. So I could be propelled further along this journey of self-discovery. And guess what? I get to do it with my oldest friend. I get to do it with my oldest friend. And I get to see him, if I choose, as who he truly is. I get to look through the illusion and imagine him as I know him in the non-physical, that we are connected eternally. So you get to practice this if you want. You get to play around this with this. Your role here is to always choose a higher perspective, always see yourself as worthy of his love, not need anything from your outside conditions because that's the perspective of the victim and realize that, oh, I just had a limiting belief triggered. Hold on. Let's not act on an urge to change what he just said or what he's thinking or what he said he wants to do. Let's just process that limiting belief. Let's stay quiet before saying anything. Let's get back into alignment, choose a new perspective, feel a little bit better before reacting. Because when you react in fear, you overreact. And when you act in love, you act in perfect alignment with who you truly are. When you act in love, when you would have acted in fear before, will you influence a new version of him to come through? Because now he's not tiptoeing around eggshells around you. Because every time he says something a bit off or does something that you don't like, you react. Not just you, every single person who's listening to this does the exact same thing. Every single person does the same thing. So it makes sense. You get a limiting belief that's triggered by something that he says or does. You dip down into the consciousness of fear. You feel that urge to change that condition and you say something. Whatever you say based on an urge to change a condition or whatever you do, that action that you take based on an urge to change a condition is going to trigger someone else's limiting belief. It's going to bring up conflict. It's going to explore the inauthentic version of you. And you'll have to have a manifestation event. You'll have to see what you're doing. And so his limiting belief will be triggered and he'll act on an urge to change you or himself or feel bad or leave or something. And this will just keep going and going and going and going until one of you chooses harmony. That's all you have to do. Think about the only thing you want, harmony, love, deeper connection, leaning in, being your authentic self in this relationship so that he gets a chance to see you. Because if you're playing a part, if you're playing a role, this goody two-shoes, whatever it is, I, this insecure, whatever it is, Miss Victim, whatever it is, he's going to have to support that role. If you play the part of the creator, he has to support that role too. And with that, we are complete. Thank you very much. Wow. I hope you enjoyed that amazing episode. There's a lot of stuff in there. It was actually went a lot longer than they normally do. There were a lot of people wanting to ask questions today. So we asked a few more and I kept my focus a little bit longer and it was really great. 
it really shows you how that if you can look at everything from the higher perspective, when you're having your limiting belief triggered because someone else said something, especially someone you care about, well, if you act on an urge to change the condition because you'll be dipping down into that stream of consciousness immediately once a limiting belief gets triggered. And so you'll receive an urge to control them or tell them to stop or fight back or tell them they're wrong or whatever it is. You use causes conflict because obviously that's going to trigger something in them. They're going to act on their urge. They don't know any better. And it just escalates until you get in a huff and you go to bed and you wake up the next day and then you have to apologize and all that stuff. If you could just not act on that urge, well, you wouldn't cause this conflict. If you could just agree with them and not worry about it, not need to protect yourself or make them wrong, then you would introduce harmony. And actually that's enhancing your relationship with that person. It's adding love to it. So think about not acting on urges to change conditions. That's so powerful when you, when you would be triggered normally and you would act in a certain way in the old way. And now you're acting differently. The universe sees that. And it's a sign that you're raising your vibration and seeing things from the higher perspective. So, so keep that in mind. And I hope you all enjoy your week. Um, we do have free meditations at the website. Just go to the teachings of Joshua.com. We're going to start another Ascension Experience course soon. Check that out. It's right there under the Ascension Experience in the website. And we have a Facebook group for the Friends of Joshua. Search Friends of Joshua on Facebook. And we'll, it's a private group, so we'll let you into that group. All right. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Bye.